Hello and welcome to the Southampton audio programme for the Carabao Cup quarter-final clash against Manchester City. Starting off today with your manager's notes from Nathan Jones. Dear supporters, welcome back to St Mary's as our Carabao Cup journey continues with an exciting quarter-final tie against Manchester City. I would like to begin by offering a warm welcome to Pep Guardiola, his players and staff and to the supporters who have made the long journey south from Manchester. It is a great thrill for me to take on world-class managers and world-class teams. Testing yourselves against the very best is what managing at the top level is all about, and we all embrace the challenge in front of us this evening. It is always nice to come home on the back of a victory, and I was really proud of everybody involved after Saturday's win at Crystal Palace in the FA Cup. It was a tough week for us, there's no hiding away from that, and then to go 1-0 down at a place like Salhurst Park, it gets a whole lot more difficult. So it speaks volumes of the character of the group that we were able to turn the situation around and progress to the fourth round against a really strong side who had their tails up. It shows to everybody that the character in the team is there. The players are given absolutely everything, but we know we must keep improving to see more positive results and performances. We're also working hard to add more quality to the squad and I was delighted to welcome Mislav Orsic to the club on Friday. Mislav is a hugely talented, experienced player who showed his ability with his performances for Croatia at the World Cup, including his winning goal in the third-place playoff, and his attacking threats will certainly help us in the final third of the pitch. At the time of writing, we are still working on getting further additions over the line, and I hope the club will soon be able to share more positive news as we look to get one or two more fresh faces into the building to help us in the second half of the season. For now... Our only focus is on showing how good we can be tonight against an incredibly talented football team. We know we must be at our best, but we relish the opportunity and will give everything we have to do the club and our supporters proud. We march on. It's long since been a dream of Mislav Orsic to make his mark on the Premier League. Now, at the age of 30, his chance has finally arrived after taking an unusual path through the professional game. Southampton's first signing of the January transfer window signalled a statement of intent with the arrival of Croatian World Cup star Mislav Orsic from Dinamo Zagreb. A different profile to the 10 new faces who arrived in a hectic summer recruitment drive, none of whom were older than 25, Orsic, who has just turned 30, brings a wealth of European and international experience. A left winger by trade, he racked up a hugely impressive return of 91 goals in 216 appearances for Dinamo in his homeland, including 28 across the Champions League and Europa League, making him the club's all-time leading scorer in European competition. For Orsic, the lure of playing in England for the first time in his 13-year professional career was simply too good an opportunity to turn down. I think it's a dream for every football player to come to play in the Premier League. And I'm here, I'm ready, I'm motivated, and I hope that I will help the team to achieve their goals, he said, sitting down at his Staplewood unveiling for the first interview as a Saint. It's been a long road to achieve his dream. Born in Zagreb, he started his career with nearby Inter Zaprisic, returning home to sign for Dinamo in 2018 via Italy, Slovenia, South Korea and China. A relative late bloomer in the time it took Orsic to make his mark in Europe, the first of his 27 caps for Croatia arrived in 2019, aged 26. When you grow up watching football all the time, the Premier League is on the TV, the best league in the world, and of course you dream about it, he says with a smile. 
You hope one day you will go there. Now this has happened to me. I'm really happy. It was a really, really long way. Some strange way for a career for a football player. But I'm really happy to be here and it's really nice. This is like I always imagined. A big club in England. All the time playing in the Premier League. When I come here to the camp, it's amazing. And I'm sure I will really enjoy my time here. It was a really long few days for me. But I'm just happy to be here. I wanted to finish the obligations fast so I can go to the pitch and start training. Orsic might never have played in the Premier League before, but he has played and starred against Premier League teams. In each of the last three seasons, the prolific wine man has added winning goals to his CV against London Trio, Tottenham, West Ham and Chelsea. His heroics against Spurs in the 2020-21 Europa League are the stuff of legend. Trailing 2-0 from the first leg, Orsic hit a hat-trick in the second as the Croatians prevailed against all odds to topple Jose Mourinho's side and reach the Europa League quarter-finals. A year later, he scored the only goal at the London Stadium to secure a group-stage victory over West Ham, while this season it was his winner against Chelsea in the Champions League that brought down the curtain on Thomas Tuchel's 100-game reign in charge of the Blues. Orsic was keen to play down his history of exposing the English and says it will take time for his influence to blossom, but recognises that Saints need results quickly if he is to avoid being rudely awoken from his Premier League dream before the summer comes. Now it's a, a little bit of a difficult situation for the club, but I think we need to stay together, he assessed. We have only one plan, everybody to stay in the Premier League. We need to work hard every day and I hope that at the end of the year we will be happy. Of course, I will try to help the younger players and of course I need to work hard to first get in the team. But I hope at the end of the year everything will be okay and we will stay in the Premier League. Orsic's introduction to the Saints dressing room will have been eased by the presence of compatriots Dujay Salaitakar. The pair have been included in past Croatia squads together, though the centre-back was missing from the 26-man selection that performed so impressively in Qatar, where Orsic's impact seemed to grow with every game. It was his winning goal in the third-place playoff against Morocco that secured the bronze medal to go with the silver in Russia four years ago. But Croatia's tournament peaked with the quarter-final victory over Brazil, the results that will be hailed back home for generations to come. Orsic was only brought on as a substitute with six minutes of extra time still to be played, with Brazil leading through Neymar's sublime solo goal, but that put in more than enough time for Saints' newest recruit to have his say. Three minutes later, Orsic's fresh legs set off down the left, tearing away from tiring bodies and into the box, where he squared the ball for club teammate Bruno Pekovic to equalise, just as Croatia seemed down and out. With the match heading to penalties, Orsic beat Liverpool goalkeeper Alisson with an emphatic spot kick, low to the keeper's right before Marquinhos struck the base of the post, with the next sending Croatia into the last four to face Lionel Messi's Argentina. It was really nice time for us there. The organisation of the World Cup for the players was really amazing. We felt great, he reflects, still bursting with pride. In the tournaments, we just went game by game. I think we played pretty well. When we beat Brazil, then we felt, OK, maybe we can do something. Even the scorer of the goal was now a teammate in the club at Dinamo, so I know him pretty well. And we both, after the game, were so happy. At that moment, it was the biggest moment in our careers. Argentina was a top team, we just couldn't beat them. They were too good in this game. But then we played for third place with Morocco and we said, OK, we go all in, we need to take this now. It was a really good opportunity and we made it. Of course, the whole country was really, really happy about this. 
We had a really big welcome in Croatia with the fans and everything, so it was a really nice experience. That decisive penalty against the World Cup favourites remains Orchard's last kick of a ball in competitive action, but he has been in training back home and keeping fit by playing paddle, one of his hobbies away from football. Nathan Jones has spoken with caution about integrating his new signing too quickly, given he's not quite in the swing of things just yet. But if Saints can get him peaking at the right time, they might just have a gem on their hands for the running. This week's favourite match is written by Barry Webb. Because of the short preparation time available for this cup tie, I've taken it upon myself to recall a significant match against tonight's opposition, played in 2012. Later in this series of recollections, historian Dave Jusen will report on our home match against Coventry City on the 28th of April 2012. The 4-0 victory confirmed our return to the Premier League. A couple of months later, there was a great excitement when the fixture list for the forthcoming season was published. The Saints' first match on the 19th of August was away against Manchester City, the reigning champions. The 2011-12 season had been the first in the Premier League when the title had been won on goal difference, with City finishing eight better than their rivals Manchester United. James Ward-Prowse expressed his excitement about the opening day trip to the Etihad in an interview with club historian David Ball. Nigel Adkins told me the day before that I'd be starting the game and I just remember thinking, home of the champions, live on TV, front of 40 or 50,000 people, making my debut in the Premier League. When the Saints starting lineup was announced at the Etihad, manager Adkins had made some changes from the lineup from the promotion winning match in April. There was a ripple of surprise in the away section when the Saints fans realised that their hero, Ricky Lambert, Southampton's goal machine, was on the bench alongside newcomer Stephen Davis, who had arrived at Southampton from Glasgow Rangers in the summer. It was not only the supporters who were surprised. Kelvin Davis told me that, without showing disrespect to the manager, the decision had also surprised the players. They felt that it wasn't right after everything he had done, but in keeping with the man he was, Ricky told Kelvin that he was not going to let not starting ruin my Premier League experience. I've waited my whole career for this. In fact, it turned out that both Ricky and Stephen would have an impact when they came off the bench. We were battered by the champions in the first half, but it looked as if we might survive when Kelvin Davis saved a penalty from David Silva. However, our resilience and luck ran out when we conceded in the 40th minute. Carlos Tevez was played in by Sami Nasri and finished in with a low shot at the near post. Before half-time, there were further threats and Kelvin made a good save from Edin Jacko. In the first 10 minutes of the second half, City continued the onslaught, but they missed good chances by Jacko, Gail Clichy and Silva. And then, on 55 minutes, enter Ricky Lambert as a replacement for Jay Rodriguez. There was a real change of mood in the visitors' stand, and his arrival also seemed to offer a fillip to the team. Only four minutes after coming on, Ricky scored from just inside the penalty area. He'd made his mark, and his Premier League career was up and running. Ricky's equaliser lifted our spirits, but more was to come. After only three minutes on the pitch, Davidson Stephen Davis scored 2-1 to the Saints. In the away section, cameras and phones were held aloft to record the scoreline. But we would soon be given our first reminder of the ups and downs of Premier League football, especially when playing the champions. Our euphoria lasted only for a few minutes, when a ball which had hit Yaya Torre for Carney for Jacko to score. It was no great surprise that the resilience and determination of the champions had paid off. At the time, I felt that a 2-2 draw would be respectable, but we were all lingering under a false dawn. Despite the best efforts of the Saints to hang on, including a fine save by Kelvin from a Torre free kick, on 80 minutes, Sami Nasri put the game beyond our reach when he hit a half volley into the top corner. On the coach home, 
there was a mix of disappointment at the results and pride that we had forced the champions to put up a real fight. Now finally, time for the fan favourite Franny Benali and his pre-match notes. We showed a great deal of character to come from behind against Crystal Palace and progress to the FA Cup fourth round. Times have been tough of late, but getting a, a win will have been a boost for everyone, I'm sure. There have been some disappointing results recently, and when you're on a run like that, you've got to find a way of halting that and changing your fortunes. We did that on Saturday against Palace, and we have got to take that positive feeling and belief forward now. It is a timely win for the players, the management and the supporters and was the perfect result to help us move forward towards tonight's game against Manchester City where there is a place in the League Cup semi-finals at stake. This is a brilliant opportunity for us. We know that it is a tough task as City are one of the best sides in the world. However, we will be going into this with more confidence after the win over Palace and we will have our home fans behind us. I'll be looking at things with optimism. Anything can happen in the Cups. Imagine the atmosphere at St Mary's and the huge lift it will give everyone if we manage to beat City. That word consistency springs to mind for us now. We have got to be looking for those consistent levels of performance that will keep winning as games, which is crucial for us now. These cup matches provide a one-off chance for Saints to reach those top levels. Another good showing and a good result would be the perfect tonic for what is then a big Premier League clash with Everton. As we know, it is important for us to pick up as many points as you can against teams around you in the table. Saints have also been active in the early days of the transfer market. Mislav Orsic has arrived from Dinamo Zagreb and hopefully will be able to add his proven goal-scoring and creative qualities to our team. Goals have been hard to come by and bringing in an extra player who can provide that will be a big plus for the squad. From my own experience, I know that it's a good feeling when you see the players come into the dressing room and provide support and extra dynamic and competition for places. Marion Bahaz was a forward who had an instant impact on our club when he joined back in 1999. He was a roommate of mine and an outstanding signing. He was quick, skillful and, somewhat short in stature, a giant in terms of scoring important goals. All City's 30 and that makes him an experienced head in our squad. There was a clear plan in the summer and we signed some top young talents, but getting the mix between youth and experience is vital. I remember the impact that senior players had on me when I first broke into the first team setup. The experienced members of the squad are the ones that help younger players settle in and then develop so that they are then ready to take up the mantle of a senior player. Franny.